Check, check. Mic check. This is the Fly Moto 60 Show. Presented by Maxxis Tires, Pro Taper, and Get Data. On PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races. With your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome everybody. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. It's Thursday, March 7th, 1101 a.m. Pacific Time. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, man. 702-586-7857. You want to call? Talk about Daytona. Talk about Atlanta. Talk about Pulpomex Fantasy. That seems to be popular on this show. Whatever it is, give us a call. Uh, Michael Antonovich and Dan Truman will join us today for this quick little rip of one hour. Lots to talk about. We got uh, a new rider racing this weekend in the, in the 450 class in Daytona. We have the East Coast just uh, back on its own now this weekend in Daytona. We have more questions about Eli Tomac, and he's very, very good at Daytona. So this has to be a race for him, a big race that he's got to get, I think. He's got to get this one um, to stay in this thing. So plenty to talk about when it comes to uh, the series right now, and we are at round 10 this weekend in Daytona. Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Blake Baggett running uh, Fly Racing gear. Zach Osborne as well. The Formula Helmet is out. It's uh, fantastic. I'm looking at one right now. It's right across from me on the desk. And it's lightweight. It vents great. It fits terrific. It's really quiet. Very quiet. And, uh, yeah, it, it is the latest and greatest from the folks at Fly Racing. They have spent a ton of money developing this thing. And great. Try, try to make it great in low-speed crash conditions. Try to make it great in high-speed crash conditions. And they've, uh, they're, they're stoked on it. So please check it out. If you're in the market for a high-level, high-end uh, helmet, uh, this fly, fly Racing Formula 1 could be it. Uh, thanks to Maxxis, too. Maxxis MXST tires developed by the king, Jeremy McGrath, AJ Catanzaro. Running them right now in Supercross, making mains. So uh, you know that they're pretty decent, and they're developed by McGrath. And Maxxis is a name that you can trust over the years for making tires and terrific mountain bike tires. I've got a set on my Intense um, Taser. Uh, a little bit of a switch for them. They come with Maxxis on them. And, uh, yeah, so it works pretty good. And thanks to Git. Git, Git. Dan Truman's going to be on here right away. Two and four-stroke ECUs, uh, hour meters. Uh, they're also a sister company of Athena, which has big bores and gasket sets and lots of things at Athena that uh, you could use uh, from your day-to-day deal. And ProTaper, ProTaper.com, 7-8 bar, oversized bar, cross-barless bar, the Fusion bar, which I have uh, just mounted on my Yamaha. The other day, so ProTaper.com, Rockstar Husky Worldwide, Geico, Honda uses them. JGR, and we're going to talk some JGR with Dan Truman here as well. 702-586-7857. So please check out Fly Racing, Get, ProTaper, Max is all on board with this show, and uh, and you are too. We're going to give away a Fly Racing Works stand today. It's really cool. I got one of these. The sides flip open. The sides are standing upright, and then they flip open, and that's where you can put like bolts and your tools and everything else while you're working on said motorcycle. It's pretty sweet. So, uh, yeah, we're going to give one of those away and some Max's mountain bike tires as well. Producing the show, holding things down over there, the Tits Legendary. Tits, what's up? Hey, Steve. I'd like to formally and publicly apologize ah. uh, on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. Yes. Uh, we are going, we were supposed to go mountain biking mm-hmm. yesterday. Yep, uh, Tuesday. Had, Tuesday. Yep. We had made plans. I, I agreed to meet you. Uh, I got off of work early. Okay, you don't need to make this worse. And uh, we agreed to meet somewhere, and then I got rattled on Wednesday morning. Paul Parabinos from Pro Taper was here, and he wanted to go, and I was on the phone with different people, and I had the dogs to deal with, and I got rattled, and we went mountain biking. Paul and I did. Totally did not call you. Did not meet you where we were supposed to go. Did not go nope. to the same place. Not even the right place. You texted me and said, are you on your way? Are you on your way? Because you are usually prompt at these things. And I think, oh, I hope something didn't happen to Steve. 
And then 27 minutes later, you respond, sorry. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> My <laughs> bad. Uh, so I don't know if you'll ever forgive me. I, I may, I'm not like that normally. But I, I, I was I may... was rattled. Paul was putting pressure on me. Mm. He wanted to go. I had all this stuff to do, and I just completely forgot. I'll just say what goes around comes around. So oh, maybe boy. the next time you invite well, me, maybe I show up, maybe I don't. I don't know. I was wondering if you'd show up for the show today. I, and I was thinking <laughs> he's not going to show up, and then he's going to go, how you like them apples? I do still have ethics, and uh, I figured, you okay. know what, you uh, have paid me for this, yes, so I you know I, that yep. wouldn't be very nice. You are paid up. So. Yes. Uh, let's get Dan Truman on the line and uh, and talk some Daytona. So I have to publicly apologize to the Tis Legendary, who, by the way, is under some fire and controversy from Monday night's Pulp Show with the California answer. Work smart, not hard. Think smart. <laughs> <laughs> Pookie, not happy with that. Even though I said any state, any I, the rules were, were stated clearly. So, um, yeah, it should be interesting to... Uh, to see how that goes, the controversy of tits versus tits that we had. Um, it was uh, very, very exciting. So, Cooper Webb, big lead in the points right now. I cannot believe we are nine rounds down and Roxon and Muscan do not have a win yet. That is simply amazing. Um, I can't believe it. And I'm going to ask Dan and, and Anton who who's going to win first out of those two guys. So, um, thanks, to, thanks to those guys for um, coming on today. And thanks to you people for listening. 702-586-7857. Surprise of the year so far. I think Dean Wilson being in six in the points, starting out out of a man. I think Dean Wilson were was uh, the surprise of the year so far. Obviously, he's on the factory uh, Rockstar Husky team now, so good job for him. But uh, he's six in the points right now. And hey, folks, by the way, we only have seven to go. So yeah, this thing's wrapping up. I don't know. I don't really know how to tell you that. So um, two fifty series. Well, Forkner widened his lead uh, with his third this weekend in the East Coast round. So Austin Forkner is looking fantastic for that. Uh, let's go to Carlos. Carlos, what's up? You want to talk about the Denver live show? Yeah, man. I, uh, I was down in Dallas uh-huh. and I missed the show in the, the fly racing tent. Yep. Um, are you going to be uh, the fly racing tent in Denver? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think we have a live show. Yeah. Uh, in the pits, uh, five o'clock in Denver. Um, it's an outdoor pit, so I, I'm pretty sure we'll have it. Um, yeah, come on by. But Friday night we got a live podcast show, bro. Well, man, I regret not going to your show so bad that I'm willing to drive all the way to Denver just to from, listen to you and JT. From where? Uh, Oklahoma. Oh, wow. Check you out. But, but, come, yeah, to the but, fr- uh, but come to the Friday night show at the Oriental Theater. I'll have to drive down there Saturday morning. Man. I gotta uh, okay, because the, the Friday night show will be really, really fun. And a couple-hour couple hour live show um, with uh, some Yamaha guests and live podcasting and everything else. Oh, but, but the Friday show at 5 o'clock, we do it for about 30, 40 minutes. And, uh, yeah, come on by the Fly Hospitality Rig. All right, man. That's cool. awesome. Thank I'll you. See you there. Appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, yeah, please check it out. Uh, live Friday night live podcast shows, Vegas and Denver. Vegas at the Space, Denver at Oriental Theater, Friday night, 7 to 9. We're going to have a meet and greet afterwards, too, so you can hang out if you want. And uh, plenty to uh, to talk about. We'll have some great guests on there. Thanks to Yamaha for making it happen. Thanks to Performance Cycle for the Denver show as well. They're stepping up. So um, please check them out. Tickets for on sale now on publimex.com if you want to go hit those live shows. Uh, let's get to our first guest of the show. It's uh, from Get and Athena. Dan Truman, what's up, Dan? How are you? I'm good. Just got a truckload of uh, ECUs headed to the first real big amateur race of the year. And uh, the one race I don't have to fly to, so it's pretty nice. I get to bring a lot of stuff. Oh, the RC Daytona thing. Is that, that is, yeah. Yeah, okay. So I know you follow amateur racing. Oh, it's kind of your thing. <laughs> I mean, listen, the, the, the helmet cams I've seen of that race, I mean, why wouldn't you totally bank sign up a guy on for four laps on a, on a track that's basically got <laughs> single rollers everywhere? I, I'd sign up in a second. That means, that means a ton for me. I mean, nothing indicates pro success like four laps on a track with rollers. The same same track as the pros, they say. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Um, hey, so how are things at Get right now in Athena? Everything everything going well for you guys? Yeah, things have been awesome. Um, the two stroke side stuff has been has been growing. Uh, I think a lot more people are doing two stroke stuff, and then we have the fuel injected TPI for the KTM and Husky, the two fifty and the three hundred, which uh, that's been our our best ECU in the last three months or so, I think a lot of the guys in Denver and, and or just Colorado in general um, are riding those bikes and they come kind of restricted from the factory. So the only way to fix it is with an ECU. So yeah, the business has been great. Um, can't really complain on that side. So it's been good. Um, 
Yeah, I was going to say, why are those things moving so well? But you just said it. They're restricted from the from the OEM. Yeah, they come restricted from the OEM, and I believe we're the only ones with a unit right now. Mm, nice. Um, you know, obviously there's other people who make, make ECUs, but we're the only ones with one on the market. And uh, we have a close relationship with KTM and, and Husky, so uh, we were able to make one right away and when the bike came out. So, cool. yeah, I think that's the biggest reason. So, yeah. Awesome. Uh, well, if you want a deal on anything from Get and Athena, just email the show using the contact form on pulpmex.com, and uh, we'll pass that on. And two-stroke, four-stroke ECUs, Plessinger, Barsha, using Get as well. Um, of course, seemingly almost every team in Europe running Get, of course. Um, so really, really high-end stuff. And uh, it'll make your bike run better. It'll make your life easier, whether it's an hour meter or whether it's ignition or whatever, Dan. Is Barsha back? I didn't. I never got a text back. I did text Jimmy Perry to ask him. I never got a text back. Uh, you seem to think he won't be though, right? I, I don't think so. I mean, I've I've had some conversations this week with Yamaha, and there was question, and um, it sounds like he had a pretty bad crash. Yeah, possibly, you know, hit his head really hard. And at this point, I think he's out of the championship. And they, uh-huh. So maybe yeah. maybe wait until he's until he's healthy. Uh, you know, they don't want to mess with those things. Right. So. Um, breaking news for us, too. Uh, Shane McElrath will be riding the 450 class this weekend on his 250. So that'll be interesting. The, the, the TLD KTM team absolutely devastated with injuries. Jordan Smith will be out probably till, till outdoors. Sean Cantrell broke his wrist probably out till outdoors. Mitchell Falk uh, crashed and will be out probably till outdoors. So they showed up this weekend, and um, uh, McElrath is going to ride the 250 in the 450, Dan. How's that going to go? Uh, I heard that me and you actually have the same bet with the same person. Oh, okay. I didn't know that until after I made the bet. I think Shane will be fast. I think he'll be really good. But I think these 250 guys maybe underestimate how good the top 10 in the 450 class are. Mm -hmm. Um, He could be 7th or 8th, but I put him in in 11th place is where I have Shane. Yeah, I think I think eleven on back for him on a two fifty. Put him on a four fifty, and things will change, you know. But um, it's not easy to grab a start and work your way up. And three fifty, we saw three fifty be competitive here and there with certain guys, but a two fifty, I don't know. I don't know if I like that that much. But um, man, we, I just wrote a column on this on MX Vice Dan. Like our sport, it is what it is. It's brutal. We know that. We've all been involved with it. It's all touched us personally with it, with rider injuries and things like that. But you know, your TLD. You're, you've got you've got sponsors, and you spend all this money getting ready for the off the season, and you spend hundreds of thousands of dollars, and like literally halfway through Supercross, you have one rider out of four, and he's third in the points. You have you know it's just God, our sport's brutal. Like Tyler Keith and everyone at Troy Lee is just sitting there, and they're like, "Yep, okay, we're done. We're done." Yeah, it's tough. I and I talked to Tyler Keith yesterday about it, and we talked about some possible fill-in guys. You know, you look at the. Anthony Rodriguez and the guys that could possibly fill in and do they bring do they do that much work to bring somebody in like that does it bring any value to the sponsors and to the team for the amount of work that that is behind it all it's just tough you know it's not as easy as people think just oh just hire this guy or put this guy on your bike or it's not it's never that easy you know um so yeah it's tough for those guys I feel bad for them and and they're not they're not the first team, you know. And no. you see it with Moto Concepts oh, yeah. and, yeah, yeah. and all those teams. It's just tough. Super Dude, tough and brutal. It is, man. You just you know, you just yeah, just all your best played plans, all your effort, everything else just gone for poop. Um I've been pushing Jerry on the West Coast for, for Tyler. It's not having Jerry, but I am trying to get Jerry in there. So maybe just yeah, but they have but they have they have McElrath for the yep. West Coast, right? Yep. Like, they do. Yep. So that that's the part that's hard. They really need an East Coast guy, and and when you look at the list, you know you got guys like Cunningham who have been good, or or you know A Rod, I say, or, or guys, but they all have some sponsors too, you know. Right, and they right. when you come into a team like Troy Lee, it's it's an all inclusive deal, mm-hmm. you know. You have to give up, so then you have to kind of burn the bridges that, of the people that helped you, and is it worth it for a for a few races? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, it I- makes it, it makes it tough. I get it. Uh, your guy, Chad Reed, was the topic uh, this past Monday on the show. I want to see what you think. Now, I wrote a couple columns about this. I talked about it. Like, like I, I know Chad's been telling everybody, like, it, maybe it's his last one and maybe he won't be back and all this. But, look, he's got a third. He's got a fifth. He's top ten in the points. He's run up the front in some heat races and things like that. Like, I'm already saying, let's keep this thing going. Now, you know, we obviously talked about he's he's getting no salary from JGR. You know, so that's that that that's not ideal. JGR doesn't have a title sponsor. That's not ideal. But 
why wouldn't this thing just keep going for 2020? Yeah, I mean, obviously he's been mentioning that it could be his last year. Um, he never did announce a retirement because nope. he fe- he feels, hey, if I'm still competitive, I mean, every weekend he's not getting third or fifth, but he has been competitive. He's seventh in points. He says, if I'm still having fun riding my dirt bike and, and I'm still competitive, then why 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 stop? You right. know? Yeah. Um, so I think he would like to maybe he would like to, in my opinion, and we and we talked about it briefly. But I would, I think he wants to do a real retirement tour. He say, hey, let's put in one one more effort, really hard, work hard again on the off season, and then let me go say goodbye to all the you know fans and kind of say hey, this is my last go. But once you announce that, there's no coming back, right? We've seen it for Bradshaw and some other people. It's you don't he don't want to come back. Yeah, after. it's tough. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, the Daytona people, for instance, they're going to do something special this weekend, and they really wanted to do a retirement thing. And he was just like, no, he's like, because I don't know, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. So, so so we've changed it around a little bit. But, um, yeah, I think it would make the most sense. You know, I know there's been talk of they need an outdoor guy. Um, with We don't know how Hill is going to be. And, you know, I know there's been talk of Ferris and things like that. But, I don't know if that comes more from the agent side or if there really is talk there, you know? Yeah, um, they're trying. They're trying to work on it for sure. But, I mean, Chad, Chad's not doing outdoors. Come on. Yeah, he doesn't want to race outdoors. That That's the thing. You know, but they don't have money to spend either. They're already they're already in, you know, money trouble uh, without a title sponsor. So, does Chad want to do it the way he's doing it again this year? Probably not. He'd probably like to, you know, make some more money. Uh, <laughs> right. But, <laughs> um yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. I think that he. Yeah, I think that they figure something out. I mean, at the end of the day, he built. He does sell product, you know, and that's yeah. kind of the goal for all, all of the sponsors. As far as even us helping them out, or uh, you can ask Paul at Pro Taper and and people. He does sell product, you know. He gets autograph lines, and whether his results are there or not, he still sells product. But so. yeah, and my whole thing is like, this thing has already been successful with a third and a fifth, and and heat races and running up front of heat race. Like this has already worked out. For Suzuki, for JGR, and for Chad, in my opinion, like let's let's keep it going. There's, I I can't think of any negatives at all after last year and everything that's happened. Like, he, every, yeah, I think know. there's just a bunch of question marks as far as Weston. You know, nobody really knows. I don't know that Weston knows what his plan is. You know, I, I think the team would support him if he was able to come back. I just don't know. You know, yeah. I, I, we all hear things. Obviously, I see Weston and. I don't know. So yeah. things like that, you know, Weston would have a spot on the team, in my opinion. I think that they would keep him. Yep. And I don't know. I don't know if they may have to get someone that rides Supercross and outdoors. You know. Yeah. So I. Uh, I think I, it'll be talked about here in the next few months. I've heard Hill has an option for outdoors. Uh, I don't know. I think he would take it. You know, his Supercross hasn't been good enough to kind of rest on. So I don't know how that works. I don't know whose option it is, but I've heard there's an option from someone close to the team. So, uh, have you heard that at all? I, I heard that last week as well. I don't know, yeah. you know, probably from the same source as you, and and yeah, I don't know what I don't really know what that means. I don't know, if <laughs> yeah, whose option or whatever. Right? <laughs> I yeah. don't know if that means okay, hey, you had a terrible Supercross season through half the season, you're not going to race outdoors. But Hill's got to start getting better, in my opinion. Uh, he's he's paid a lot of money, and he has so much talent. Yep. I mean, Chad will be the first to tell you the two seconds faster than Chad on on a Tuesday or Wednesday at the practice yeah. track. Yeah. But yeah. on Saturdays, he's not the same guy. So, no, nope, um, it hasn't. It hasn't worked out. I, I, I mean, maybe Justin would would not like me saying this and wouldn't talk to me or whatever. I don't care. It hasn't worked out. It, he hasn't done his job. It hasn't. It hasn't been a good hire for JGR. And I think J Bone's pissed. And I think he probably has a right to be. You know, he's so, just too talented. Yep. I mean, I'm with Justin every weekend, and and the kids got unreal talent. I've seen him do things on a motorcycle that remind me of like Stu and and these guys that have so much talent. Um, or Davey even Davey had so much talent. Yeah, but. It just doesn't show on Saturday night. It just—I don't know if it's because the pace is just so fast and it doesn't allow him to use that, mm-hmm. or maybe fitness has been been you know brought up. I'm not sure, but right. I would like to see him turn it around. I think it would make everybody on the team better. Yeah, yeah, I could see I could see Ferris riding outdoors for him for no money, just a spot, and then Hill going outdoors, and then a couple 250 guys. <clears throat> you know that I, mean, I don't know. I've heard I've heard Wilson's name. I'm, yeah, he doesn't have an outdoor ride yep. from my sure. understanding. Yep. So I've heard Wilson, and I've also heard uh, I've heard I have no idea if this is true, but I heard Tickle is possibly gonna. Yeah, I think Tickle will be ready to go. I do. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, so I've heard both Tickle and Wilson's name be brought up. So I, I think, but all those guys, mm-hmm. Ferris is Ferris came here for a few races and he was good, but 
it would be outdoors only. And then what does he do after that? He just waits again till outdoors. I mean, he I was here know. in Supercross, and it and it wasn't good. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, there's not a lot of uh, outdoors. Doesn't have a lot of uh, hold a lot of water for for. Hey, we're just going to keep you around as an outdoor weapon. That doesn't really work for yeah. teams, you know. So outdoor outdoors are going to get their best when they when they get number eighty four over here. I don't know if he's going to be able to be number eighty four, but it's going to be good when he comes. Uh, he ain't coming. <laughs> He ain't coming. Stop it. He's uh, going to have to come. Tony's going to have a 150-point lead, and, and he's not going to have a choice. Um, hey, so let's let's move on. That's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> Tomac, look, I don't want to be dramatic, but Tomac is very, very good at Daytona. We've seen that over the years. He's won the race. He's ridden terrific there. He's got to win this weekend, man. He's got to win this thing. Like, if he loses more points, uh, he's 16 down now. Like, come on. Like, this is a big race for Eli Tomac. Do you agree? I, I do agree. I think I think Eli does win this weekend, and I think it's a big race for him, and I think he needs to win the next three races to get back into this. I think that if Cooper comes out and wins again this weekend... Sorry, he's 22 I mean, down. Sorry, he's 22 down. Yes. My he bad. had the red plate like three weeks ago. It's crazy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. He's He's got to make this happen, man, and, and he's good at this place. He's very good at this place. So Yeah, I think the worst he's ever got maybe is a fourth. Yeah. Uh, so I believe... I believe Eli wins. That's what I think. I think Eli wins this weekend. But Cooper's been awesome, you know? He's yeah. been awesome. So we'll we'll see. I think Blake Baggett will be really good this weekend. He was he's been good the last few weeks and he obviously goes to Daytona with a lot of confidence. He got his first four fifty podium at Daytona. Mm-hmm. So I think I think Baggett will be really good. Uh, those first four have really separated themselves from everybody else it seems. Yeah. And um I think that I think that Eli needs to win, though, not only for himself, but to get back into this. If he loses again, he goes a full race down. Oh, boy. He's in trouble. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, It'll be interesting to see, again, uh, how he'll do it. Talk about Tomac. Uh, Dustin, what's up, man? What's your question for uh, Dan Truman or myself? Uh, Well, it's actually, I was going to ask you a question about what you thought on Eli, but y'all kind of just touched on that. Uh, So... I'll switch it out and go to something different. Uh, what do you think about uh, Cooper in outdoors? Do you think he has a, a, a chance on taking the title there? Yes. Or do you think with yeah. Hurlings coming over? Hurlings ain't coming over. I... Dan's just stirring the pot. <laughs> um, <laughs> say, say he does. In, 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 well, we've got a lot of background noise there. Sorry, uh, Dustin. Um, if, if Hurlings comes over... I know you probably think he walks away with it, but I don't believe he no, would. No, I, I do not. I definitely don't. Um, no. But see, see, you're putting words in my mouth. Well, I thought you I were – or maybe it was Paul. I got you and Paul and your Jeffrey Hurling's bandwagons mixed up. No. So. In GPs, yes. So does to answer his question, does Cooper have a chance at the title? 100%. Cooper's yeah. a, a, he's won an outdoor championship before. Um, he's very good. He, you know, He's proven that he can do a whole series. Uh, I think Cooper for sure has a chance. Jeffrey's ankle injury is bad, and I've seen firsthand the, that ankle injury and what it does to to a person. Obviously, different people in their careers, but I don't think Jeffrey comes here with the tracks and the the learning of them quick. And obviously, yeah, he came here. He won Indiana. Eli also won a GP here in Florida. You know, so um, I don't think he just walks away with it if he wants to come here. I right. think he would be it would be very competitive. I mean, Cooper beat Jeffrey in the u.s also so yeah, yeah. We, we got this question about webb um on monday night too yeah i mean webb is I, like anderson last year obviously won supercross and when it came to outdoors we were like ah eh, he'll do well he'll win some races but he you know he's not going to win this title he's he's you know third or fourth pick to win a title outdoors but i don't feel like that with coop like coop has a national championship he's done well in outdoors jason never did so I don't think anybody can say, yeah, Coop's just going to be an indoor guy. Like he'll be right there outdoors now. Absolutely. Yeah, I I agree. I think he'll be I think he'll be really good outdoors. Um, who wins first, Dan? Roxon or Muskan? Marvin. Any reason why? No, I I don't have any reason why. I think Marvin's just been been close. I'm a little disappointed in Roxon. I thought he kind of died off the last few weeks, but I think he was sick. But he didn't really have the speed throughout the day at any of the last three races, mm-hmm. practice, yeah. any of the heat races, where those first few races he had the speed. You know, he was qualifying first or second, winning heat races, things like that. But I just think Marvin, uh, we got, we start to go into some of these tracks where you jump whoops, Indy, and things like that. And I think I think Marvin will get a win. 
It's amazing that we are nine rounds down and neither guy has a win. Crazy. I know. Uh, it really is crazy. Uh, 702-586-7857. You got a question about uh, Daytona or Atlanta or anything else? Uh, we're giving away a Fly Racing work stand and a set of Maxxis mountain bike tires as well. So thanks to Git, Pro Taper, and Maxxis uh, for coming on board this show also. And uh, thank you to uh, Dan Truman from Git for being on the line. So, um, yeah, lots to talk about when it comes to this weekend. Daytona has changed a ton since you or I started going there. Um, what Do you like the new quote-unquote Daytona? Would you rather go be old school and go back? I would rather be old school. I think there's there's so many restrictions that people don't understand though with sprinklers and there's a dirt track under it that they have to they have to build first for the bike week events. So it, it really restricts where they can build the track and how they can build the track. It's almost a real super it's almost just a regular supercross nowadays. Oh, pretty and, much, yeah. Yeah, it, and you know, it's got some sandy turns and and this or that, but it's still only 20 minutes plus one lap where, you know, old school Daytona would have a 30-minute race, you know, and mm-hmm. um, I like the old school Daytona. It really separated the guys a lot. It's funny we had old school Daytona in the middle of the day, twenty laps, you know, thirty minute race, uh, brutal obstacles and and weird obstacles with holes dug everywhere and jumps that were low to high, you know, back to back and all this. Then we had we had for a little bit we had weird obstacles and weird Daytona, but it was at night and it was twenty laps still. And then we've gone to Daytona where it's traditional supercross obstacles. 20 minutes plus, you know, a lot. Like, we've had almost three or four different iterations of this race. Yeah, and the, the first year they went to the timed races, Daytona was the one that still did it by laps, right? Yeah, yep, yep. The, the first year, but now it just sticks to the to the timed racing, so it really doesn't change a whole lot. But, you know, some of these races in the timed races, we're doing 27, 28 laps, and, and for the guys, it's still the same amount of time. But like Wilson was telling me, he's like, man, there's just so many laps. It's hard to stay focused for that long. Mm-hmm. The track gets that much more beat up. What's your so. What's your best JT at Daytona story? Working as his mechanic. Uh, I chopped my finger off there. Oh, time. you did? Yeah, that was that <laughs> race, right? <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Loading up JT at the made... loading up the end of the night. <laughs> yeah, just the but uh, we were loading up the bike and lifted it up, and the the rotor just caught my pinky finger and chopped oh, it right off, dude. So, but uh, JT was good there. I think one year he made both the 125 and the 250 main mm-hmm. back in back yep. in the day. So JT was always good there, man. He was a he was a scrapper. Like he would get in one way or another. We went to a lot of LCQs, but he would get in, <laughs> especially I, at Daytona. <laughs> I remember working for Birdwell, and they took 30 to the main, and I'm yep. like, yes, we're in, <laughs> we're in. Like it was, it was. Uh, that's right. People, I forgot about the, to mention that 30 guys on the line. Back in the day, yeah, you know? guys in the day. Uh, Parabinos missed the main event by one spot there one time. Did he? Yeah, I was there. I was there with him. Yeah, he missed it by one spot. Um, so. my uh, one of my memories. Oh three, working for Red Dog, he got third, and Ricky was three turns away from lapping him. And I'm like, <laughs> we're third, right? We're third, everybody. We're third. So, uh, it was it was uh, Ricky, Wyndham, and Timmy were the only ones on the lead lap. <laughs> yeah, th- those days were man. They were so different because the track, the track really was just grueling. It was it was worse than anything else that anyone's seen all year. Yeah, and it really it really brought out the best guys. So like Ricky and and even when Stu was at the at the end when they were still having the walls and things. Remember Stu would jump those walls. Oh god, game like right. it'd be like five and six seconds of a lap faster than people. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, that that one where crazy. Stu was leading, ate shit on the triple, got up, still jump, kept jumping the wall. <laughs> Didn't even know where he was. <laughs> right, right. Didn't even know where the obstacle was, or was somebody told him, "Hey, the wall's coming up. You should probably try to jump this." Oh god, the good times at Daytona over the years. Yeah, um, JGR went one two there one year. They did, yeah. Millsaps cool. and James, right? Yeah, it. Uh, it's that been- was like our first. That was our first year working with the JGR team with Get and. And those guys with Stu and, yep. and Davey, and it, it was cool to go one too. It's still prestigious race to win. It's still very prestigious. Yeah, I give it the same credit. It's just not the same right. race. Yep. You know, I think a start. You look at how much a start makes a difference throughout the season. And last year, Brayton got the whole shot, and Eli was obviously the fastest one. But Justin won the race, and. In the old days, it really didn't matter. You could start fifth or tenth, and yeah. you could still win the race, no problem. It just yep. it's become a lot harder. Yeah, absolutely. Let's get to some phone calls here. Kyle's on one. Kyle, what's up, man? What's your question? 
I was wanting to ask you guys, I've been watching Supercross, of course, since the early 90s, and I wanted to get your opinion on what you thought has been the most exciting season of Supercross in the last 20 to 30 years. Oh, boy. Um, what do you think, Dan? I mean, I, I almost go to the the RC, Stu, Chad era there, end of two strokes, four strokes kind of. Those were pretty damn good. The, the early, 1990 season was very good. Uh, I was a young kid then, but it was it was really good. Um, this one is up yeah. there too, but yeah, go ahead, Dan. Uh, Eleven was good. There was four guys in the 2011 season. People forget with with the two Ryan's, uh, Stu and Chad. That season was really good. Um, just the racing was good. There was different winners, a lot of different weekends, and I think the tracks were really good then. But yeah, it's hard to beat the. The 06, 06 season, I think they all were within three points in Vegas and series like that. The difference with Ricky, Chad, and James was they were always going to be one, two, three, it seemed like, though. That next group of Fonseca and those guys, they were so much off the pace, I guess. Yeah. Uh, where now it's, now it seems like Baggett can get a ninth and then he can win. So it, yeah. this year is really exciting just because I think everyone's kind of elevated their game, and you really don't know. Like, AP rode great last weekend. Even with a crash, I think he got fifth. Yep. So I don't know. I, I think right now is, is a good season. For for yeah. the fans, it's a good season. Yeah, Kyle, I agree. This this has been really good. We'll have to see how history judges it, how it turns out. You know, we still got we still got seven rounds to go. But it's, it's been pretty good. I know good. this is – I know it's a stretch. I would almost dare say I would put it in the top three of best seasons that I've personally seen. Uh, I think we got to see how it ends, man. We got to see how it goes. Like, what if we got? What if two guys yeah, go out absolutely. this week? You know, but but you're right. It's been awesome. It's been great. So, thanks, man. Yeah, it's been good. But I mean, if if Coop wins the next four races and then it's, yeah. you know he wins it with two races to go, then yep. then it just kind of goes away as the best season. You know. Yep, for so. sure. Uh, ben, what's going on, man? What do you want to talk about? Moto Spy Show. Um, I just. Just uh, like I'm watching this Moto Spy show and just how well seems Carlos is working with Cooper, you know, yeah. and uh, he just seems to know exactly what to do to that bike and, you know, set it up perfect for him. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think about that, how, how Carlos is working with him, just how he's been there and knows that KTM? How and, much, uh, uh, yeah, Dan, how much credit does Carlos deserve for, for Webb's origins? <laughs> he, he, he deserves a lot, honestly. Uh, I've known Carlos since he was an amateur mechanic before even, you know, when he worked for Millsaps and, and went with Davey to factory Honda and stuff. And Carlos is great. And I think that's why they put Carlos with Cooper. Uh, last year, Carlos kind of overseen the operations of the team. And then this year they put him with Cooper, and I think it has helped. He brings a lot of value on race day, too. In the mechanics area, you'll see Carlos tell him certain things, and Cooper will go right out and do it. And I think you know, being around someone that's won so much with Ryan and the other guys Carlos has worked with, it helps. 100%. Yeah, exactly. Cool, man. Thanks for the thanks for the call. Cool. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, let's go to CJ on three. CJ, what's happening? Thanks for calling him Fly Racing Moto Sixty Show. Hey, Steve, how you doing? Good. What's your question? Good. Hey, I wanted to get your opinion. <clears throat> First, I'd like to say I've never been a big believer in the guys always blaming their bike. They don't like their bike. Right. And Cooper was pretty vocal with the seventeen. And 18, it was supposed to turn around. That didn't happen. Uh, I wanted to get your professional opinion. Do you think it's more the KTM that he's on or now that he's at the Baker factory? That's an excellent question. I wrote about it um, this week or last week. I honestly think it's both. I I, I don't know if it's 50-50, Dan, or it's 30-30, and, and Webb's <laughs> attitude is the other bit. But I can't really decide, Dan, on what to give more credit. I feel like the bike fits them it's lower it's it's uh it's tinier and then i feel like obviously the baker program and and you know coop himself said he used to practice at 75 percent, and he brought that to baker's factory and alden was like no 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 we don't do that here we practice at 100 percent." um so yeah, dan, dan what I do you give, think i give more i give more to the program uh i mean the bike it won anaheim one right barsha won anaheim one on it. Mm-hmm. so maybe not so much the bike, but the people around him that he surrounded himself with. I mean, he did a, a full 180, right? He had his own facility in North Carolina. People weren't even sure if he was going to go to the Baker factory. And he, you know, he sold all that stuff and he committed a hundred percent, you know, he, and he, he'll tell you his program has changed a hundred percent. He works harder. He practices harder. So it's almost like the reset button, the same button that Barsha took really, you know, he struggled at JGR, but I don't think it was JGR as much as it was Barsha himself and his program. And then, when he didn't have a ride, he kind of reset, went to Yamaha, and kind of, you know, regenerated his career. So 
I think it's pro. I, obviously, the bike helps, but I think Carlos helps. I think Roger helps, and I think the program was the biggest change for me. I think that you was do, huh? that's the yeah. best. Yeah. Okay. Um, there you go, CJ. You want to fly race and work stand? Yeah, I love one. Thank you all very right. much. Yeah, stay on hold. Good question. Uh, Tits will get your information. All right. So thanks a lot. Uh, yeah, Dan. It, it, you that you know you said it well. I everything's part of it, but. Yeah, the Baker Factory has been certainly proving its worth again. Uh, Verdi, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, Steve. How you doing? Good. What's going on? Uh, I got a question about Triple Crown, and then I have a couple points I would like to add right. at the end. Let's do it. Um, okay, so my question is, it seems like with the Triple Crown, everyone has a different take on it with either you should get so many points for um, each moto, you should, get, you should get paid for each moto, Oh, we lost Verdi. Sorry, Verdi. He had a lot of points on triple crowns, Dan. Um, uh, I yeah, I we talked about this last week, Chad. I, I don't. I think Chad's not. Chad's idea is is all right, but I don't know if it'll work. You cannot pay full points for every triple crown. You just can't, man. Again, going back to the team spending all this money on on riders and everything else, to have a guy lose seventy five points or 26 times two, I guess, 78 points. Um, you can't do it. But there's got to be something else, though. You, uh, Chad's point is correct in that it's 17 laps, three 17-lap main events. There should be more for it. Yeah, I agree with you, and and kind of uh, I understand what he's saying from a rider's point. You know, when they came off the track, Eli was like, man, that race was long. You know, and it was because they did 17 laps. Yeah. You know, an old main event was only 20. I also agree that what if a guy twists an ankle in the morning like Sealy and has to sit out that night and he loses 70, you know, whatever, 70-something yeah. 70 points. 78 points, all right, yeah. For, for one weekend. So I, I see where that's tough also. Um, I think the the racing is awesome for a fan. You know, for a fan, it, everybody seems to love it. They just got to kind of figure out some fillers for, for more time, things like that. The team, obviously, bonuses are, are one thing. Uh, some things need to be worked out, but yeah. I, I like that they brought it in and they are making changes to it. Yeah, I agree. If I'm an agent representing a rider, I am saying to – if I'm a rider in demand, I am saying, no, 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 you do not get a Triple Crown heat race win bonus only OEM, Mr. OEM. My rider is not putting yeah. 17 laps in against the best for, for a heat race win. You know, bonus. Yeah, it, it's tough. And obviously we've seen people have done spreadsheets with the points. It really hasn't affected the points that much. Nope. Um, nope. Cooper, Cooper would actually have a bigger points lead, you know, like, so yep. um, I don't think it changes that side of it much, just the riders, you know, yep. the riders are racing three more times, there's three more starts, you know, things like that, right. more risk, things, so they got to put all that into perspective. All right, before we let you go, Dan, uh, McElrath's handicap for Pulp MX Fantasy, uh, Paul and I were talking about it yesterday, a six, I think, we think, we think, what, what do you, what do you think? Yeah, I think we'll go five or six. Yep. Um, we we kind of think he'll be at the 11 to 12, 13, 14 range. Right. We don't know. But if you put him too high of a handicap, obviously everyone's going to pick him, and mm-hmm. it's just a burn pick, which, yeah. you know, that that's not good. You don't want that. He's probably not going to race Indy next weekend. So uh, we don't want to do that. So maybe maybe a five. All I right. Think. Would he be your lead pipe lock of the week? Would you change it? Um, no. Okay. No. All right. Uh, hey, Dan, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Uh, we'll see you this weekend in uh, in Daytona and get in Athena. Uh, please check them out on the web if you want a discount. Email us using the show code, and I will pass it on to Truman. Uh, thanks, Dan. Appreciate it. Yep, thanks for having me. All right, yeah. thanks. That's Dan Truman, everybody. We're going to move right on to our next guy from Swap Moto Live, from Racer X, from Pulp MX. It's Michael Antonovich. What's up, Anton? What's going on? Did Marty say he was going to retire? He's told Don that at Minneapolis, and then Don told me, he's like, hey, have you have you heard about this? And I was like, no. But then I think he did an interview with Eric Johnson on, that was on Racer X that kind of alluded to, I wanted 2018 to be my last year, and then the Arlington first turn crash and the broken back and all the stuff that came with that decided to, I needed at least one more shot to try it again. So I, I don't know. Right. Uh, I I would be surprised if he did, but then again, I did, mean, did he dodge your question a bit in in Atlanta? He well, his response was, "You never know," and I oh. go, "I mean, you never know what." He goes, "I mean, it could be my last year. It might not be. Yeah. It just depends on how it goes, but it could probably be my last year." And I was like, "Oh, oh, okay." 
So. Um, yeah, yeah, really, right? Like, like you never know. You're right, Marty. I don't. I could get hit by lightning on the way out of this stadium. Yeah. So you never do know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I see his point. You know, yeah. keep it. I, I like that he's following what Truman said. Follow the the Chad thing. You know, don't let him know too much. Don't don't make right. it too obvious because if you don't want to stop or if something does come along, you can't go. Ah, never mind. I changed my mind. Um, not taking a shot at Marty here. Okay, I say this with all due respect. But he's going to retire from sport with a millionaire with how many races a year for his average? And he's going to have millions, a million dollars in the bank. Mm-hmm. Would you think Mar- I mean, Marty's got a million dollars in the bank, I would bet? I would hope. I would hope. So he probably has averaged 12 races a year in his career because he missed a lot mm-hmm. of outdoors. Missed a lot of outdoors. And I mean, a lot of outdoors with some like fairly serious stuff at times and other times like... Yeah, just banged up. I, uh, but like he's had he's had a career. We, you would put his face there and say, winning Charlie Sheen, winning <laughs> Marty. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and like, honestly, like to look at all of the stuff he did, I would love to like when he comes down to the end of his career, and this isn't a shot at it either. Talk to all those team managers that hired him and go, why did you do this? What was so compelling about? Davalos that you kept redoing it because there were so many other people that you could have gotten for maybe less money or or were like on the rise or something like that. Why Davalos? And I'm sure there every guy would have a very similar answer. And and good for Martin to know that he's wanted. Mm-hmm. So good for him. Yeah. Um, hey. So what you th- what what else did you take away from going to Atlanta? What would you what was your biggest takeaway? Uh I. Did you watch the press conference where I nope. said Pulp and Max? Okay. Mm-mm. Did you read observations where I, I did. said? I did. Yep. Okay. Good and job. you saw where I asked about what the 450 guys thought of riding the same track. Uh, I kind of have to wonder if we continue to follow that stuff um, in the future because it's kind of past the point of return. It's not like we're going to have a sudden what? massive change in track changes. You know what I mean? What do you, but hold all, on a second. I'm confused. What do you mean? You asked. I, the I, track I, layout. Yes, I asked like the 450 guys what they thought of all these track layouts pretty much being the same. Oh, okay. Year. All right. Okay. I, I missed that part. Yeah. Or I didn't see it. Sorry. Yep. yep. Yeah. And, 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 um, Muscan's not a fan. Uh, Baggett said that the tracks aren't steep enough. And then you look, I mean, we are looking at the last part of the year. Um, Houston's more like what Detroit was. Nashville, uh, surprise, surprise, is a lot like what we've seen. And then so is uh, Denver's pretty unique. So it, we're kind of seeing the same thing over mm-hmm. and over for the next few rounds. Uh, and it seems like guys don't like it. You would think that they would be able to, like, get in a flow yep. because they know what stuff is going to be. But subtle changes here and there have kept that from happening. And and it seems like they've made the tracks almost too mellow. They're not steep and and slow or technical. Hmm. Yeah. Um... I don't want to ride it. But these guys think that uh, they're a little too easy right now. Oh, okay, yeah. The one thing, and and I've I've probably been guilty of this over the years is, um, like you write about these tracks and you talk about these tracks and you and you get your opinions from the riders, right? Because we do as journalists, as media guys. Mm-hmm. But then you begin to realize, and you always need to keep this in the back of your mind, like. No, not one rider will universally agree on on a track or layout or anything no. else. You know what I mean? Like, what what's awesome to one guy sucks to another guy, and mm-hmm. and therefore, if you ask Chad, they all suck. Um, so you you know you got to keep that in mind. And, and I've probably been guilty of it over the years too of of not um, you know, taking that a little bit too much. So and the track designer guys are like, look, we can't make anybody happy ever. Everybody happy, and you know, and that's fair. Like that is fair to them. I just think that this is the most um, obvious year that tracks have been so similar mm-hmm. one week to the next to the next. Right. And nothing I agree ag- with that. against yes. the Feld guys or Dirtworks or whatever, how much can you really do? You know, how much yeah. can you really do when you're stuck in a rectangle? They, well, here's the thing, though. And, look, I know we're limited by floor size. And I know I didn't intend to talk about tracks as much. But um, I know we're limited by floor size. Why are triples the same distance that they were with two strokes? Why? The bikes are faster and more powerful. Why, why do we need triples? What do we need? 67 feet triples. Um, they're exactly the same as they were. Now, again, I know you're limited by floor space, but like to me, we all need more dirt. Buy the dirt. 
make the obstacles taller, you know, uh, change them up. I, that that part I don't understand. Like, why do we need, um, you know, sixty-seven foot triples still when we had them in two stroke mm-hmm. days? So, well, and you know, and like not to continue on the track thing. Go look at the the initial uh, images that Feld released like late last year. The Atlanta track that was intended is pretty different than the track that we actually got. There was, was a really? lot of oh, like, okay. little, yeah. There was a lot of little dog legs, or it like right. kind of bought, like a straightaway went out, or the rhythm of a lane was different. And the track that we got was basically yeah, almost huh. Glendale ish again, yeah. or Minneapolis. I just again. like so, dude, the the sand in the turn. Everybody knows it doesn't work. Everybody mm-hmm. knows that that's not going to work. Yeah, and the, there's another sand turn at Indianapolis, which is a little bit different, which is going to be surprising because I don't think we've ever really seen much sand right. at Indianapolis. Um, but yeah. but yeah, was, I I think everything is going as good as it can as far as that stuff goes. Uh, I think that they've just been like, hey, racing is great. Let's try to control the racing to where we mm-hmm. know this layout works. Yep. And the teams all accepted you as a Pulp Mex employee, as a Pulp Mex oh, yeah. contractor? Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, so no problems there. Uh, no, you, you didn't no. tell Marty you were there for Pulp Mex, so did you? No. Okay, no. good. Yeah, that's good. No. Um, that's I, good. I, I still had to field a lot of questions of when you buy on Transworld. Oh, oh no, we're not. Oh really? What do you mean? I thought you were buying Transworld. Yeah. No, unfortunately, we're not. Yeah, yeah. That, that didn't happen. Uh, Verdi, sorry, you got cut off earlier, but you want to talk about Triple Crowns, Verdi? What's up, man? I did. I think you talked about it a little bit, but I'll have to listen to the archive, I guess, to hear what you had to say. But um, I just, I, the one thing I want to say is, I, I know the riders probably wouldn't like this at all, but it's just with the concerns that are going on, I keep hearing with, um, you know. The points people don't like the way the points are, and the and the and the payout. They don't like the way the payout is. What what do you think about doing the NASCAR style main event where you do a stage where you actually, if it was like a red flag, and then you line them up, let everybody because I I believe the whole purpose of the of the uh, format was to actually make racing tighter. So what happens if your main event you do like halfway through? And even if maybe you had to make the instead of like a twenty minute, like a thirty minute, you you bring them in, you line them up, you tighten everybody back up again, and then you let them go. That would that would stop having people wanting more money per per moto. It would stop the points thing. And if you wanted to do for the first stage, you could do like NASCAR does and give extra points for the first stage. And then you just have still like one main event. Would you would you drop the gate again or line them up like a restart single file? Line them up like a restart, like it was a red flag. Okay. Um, so everyone, so so yeah, so, so I'm fine with that. Stretched I, out, they're, yeah, they're tightened up. I'm good with that. Yeah, sure. Why not? Let's try it out. Uh, like you said, it's been done in other racing. I think does Dirt Track do that, Anton, or does some does does somebody tighten up their racing halfway through? Um. um. There, in some dirt track racing, like in sprint cars, um, like at the Knoxville Nationals, which is the biggest sprint car race in the world, they'll do a 50 or 40 lap race, and then they'll do like a competition yellow or a competition red. Okay. Where everybody stops. Uh, they'll reset for a minute. You can make like limited changes to the car, uh, top okay. off fuel. Okay. So yeah, so it, it's, not, it's, it's done in other sports. So you can do so, that. Yeah. Yeah. But then what helps them though is they have a rolling restart. We having a us having a dead restart, like everybody just dropping the clutch. I think that kind of also matters too, because I heard that guy on the pulp show the other day, like, well, why don't you just electrically time the gate to drop? You can't do that because our tracks pass over each other. So you would have yeah. like a rider going out as another rider is coming almost head on into them. So right. that wouldn't work, yeah. but not a bad not a bad idea in right. that regard. Uh, I think it would just be a confusing sell to a fan that doesn't know what's going on. Like, yeah, we're just going to re-rack them out of nowhere. Yeah. Because if you really listen, like when the red flag happened at the heat race this weekend, it's mass confusion. No one knows what the hell they're doing yeah. when they have to do a restart. So I think that would be a little bit. Uh, let me let me let me com- let me comment on that real quick. Um, what I actually do is I have a group of people that we do we do supercross certain days on on Sundays. No one no one goes on social media. We do like a supercross party, and I get a whole group of people to come. And I have a group of people that is um, from people that race and road to people that don't, but are fans of supercross. And they did fix the one part. What they're doing now is they're actually 
keeping track of the points on the side of the screen or whatever so people know what's going on. But prior years, and I had people coming, um, the people had a hard time following that with the three races and knowing what's going on at the same time. And on top of that, I've noticed a lot of the people that come to my parties, even though they're fans of Supercross, they're not fans of the lights class. They don't have a rider that they like. They're they're totally into like Tomac and all the top guys, Roxon and and, and Webb now. Um, and when you when you break the races up and you throw those lights class races in, the, a lot of the people that are here that it's losing their attention. Like they 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 they're, they have no interest in that, and it keeps breaking it up. And it's just so like if you group them all up and you just have like one main event where you can just sit down. And even me, like, I'm a fan of the Triple Crown. I like it. But I feel like prior with the heat race races up until the main event before the Triple Crown, like when Ralph's up there going, you know, and here we go, and, like, they drop that final gate, it's like there's excitement and, like, buildup. You just don't get that with the Triple Crown. Okay. Well said, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, no problem. Thanks. Thanks. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I see some points. I, I don't agree with everything, but um, – one thing for sure, like the tracks, you won't make everybody happy. That's for sure. So, um, yeah, and I think it. I mean, even going to the triple crown format in the first place—that's a huge change for our sport. It, yeah, amazing. Having not been different for so long, um, I'm sure riders don't like it. But man, the racing right. is great. Uh, it's so fun to watch that third one. Nick, what's up, man? How are you? Good. How are you? Good. What's going on? Team intense, bro. You got intense bicycle. I got an intense. Fantastic. Yep. Good to hear. You want some Maxxis mountain bike tires? I'd love some. All right. No problem. Uh, also, too, if you're looking for an Intense, if you're looking for a deal on a Taser or any bike, uh, Pulpum X10, everybody, to to save at IntenseCycles.com. So you can use that code and get yourself a new Intense. And uh, all right, man. Well, anything else? You got a question at all or anything? No, just Team Intense. That's all right, it. Team Intense. I like it. Stay on hold, man. We'll get your info, okay? Thanks. All right. Team Intense. You hear that, Anton? Respect. That was nice. That was nice. Yeah. That was I mean, the guy already has a couple thousand dollar mountain bike, and he just calls to say, "I want, to, I'm going to get tires." That's yeah, cool. like he has no question. He he does. He just wants tires, and you almost have to respect that a little bit. Yeah, um, totally. The intense bikes are rad. Okay, are so really good bikes. Jordan Smith's out, probably outdoors. Um, Shane McElrath's going to ride a, a two fifty this weekend in, in the four fifty class uh, at Daytona, which tells me the Twirly team is you know trying to put a rider out there to fulfill obligations and all of that. That should be interesting to see how that works. But you take you take Smith out of the 250 class and who's stopping this Forkner guy now? I was on the I was on the bandwagon Anton a couple weeks ago of like, hey, if Sexton starts with him, like right there, Sexton can do this. He can he can beat um, him. But we, we I I've given Chase a couple races now. He has started right there. He has not been able to beat Forkner. Sexton really really I think he had that 250 heat race on Saturday night. Like, I wouldn't say locked up, but that was his best shot so far at it. And that red flag really messed him up because mm-hmm. he clanked the end of the first rhythm after the restart. Yep. Austin zapped him right there in that turn, and it was over. And, and it really frustrated Chase because he needs that, like, breakout ride. Uh, guys like him and Justin Cooper have both shown uh, they can have – faster one lap speed than Austin in practice which is huge which is when Austin's like by far his gnarliest because he's going to crash at some point even he knows that but um I think that like they really need Austin to have a bad night and then they need to capitalize it's going to be tough to see someone just like I can't run up front I can't with see him. it but on the on the positive note for the competition Forkner continues to throw it away in practice <laughs> so like he admits that he knows he's going to throw it away in practice. He rides almost to the edge, yeah. so he knows, like, this is the limit. I need to back it off this much so I'm not, yeah. like, blowing myself apart because he he leaves no margin for error either. When he's riding, he's inches away from the tough block. I mean, mm-hmm. the intended line might be a little bit more into the track, but he's riding on the edge. It's crazy. Um, yeah, absolutely. Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Please check him out on the web. Uh, great company, great gear, and uh, they, they'll have a gear line that'll fit you, um, whatever it is. And uh, so flyracing.com, please check them out on the web. Pro Taper, Maxis, get all on board with us as well. This is the Fly Racing Moto 60 show with Michael Antonovich from Swap Moto Live. Tomac's got to get this one, uh, Anton. I was talking to earlier with Dan. He's 22 down. He's very, very good at Daytona. Like, this is almost a must win. 
it is for him at this point. He has to win this one just to kind of right the ship. Um, the last few weeks have been so weird. Like he was a non-factor in in Atlanta the whole way through, um, except for qualifying. And he needs this one just to kind of reaffirm his place in the standings, and then maybe launch that for some confidence to go on a run. Because as we've said in the past, like. Once he wins one, he kind of does tend to win a few. Mm-hmm. I mean, he hasn't done that yet. Yeah. So, yeah, it, yeah it, he has to win this weekend. Yeah, it, it is. I, things are going to get tense, I think, at the Cowie truck if he loses some more points this weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, his contract's yeah, he, up, too, I believe. So, yeah, contract. I, I think it was a three year initial deal and then a two year extension. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Jonesy. Jonesy, what's up, man? What do you want to talk about? How's it going, guys? <clears throat> Just got done. Booking my flight to Denver, my Supercross tickets, and my Oriental Theater tickets. So oh, nice. For that, for Friday sure. night. Yeah, please join us, everybody. It'll be fun. It'll be a good time. Hey, I had a few things to talk about, but I know we're running out of time. So two quick ideas. First things first, instead of the Triple Crown, I think that's where the, the issue is. I think it should be two points-paying events. Have the LCQ run at the night show. That would be great. Okay. Get all the action. Keep it a little more simple, easy to explain. I, just, I don't um, understand, Jonesy, like, why – would anyone be against putting the LCQ in the night show for these things? Like, why would you? It's amazing. It's incredible racing. It is high drama, high theater at the best. Like, when you explain to people, hey, we're going to be racing and four of these guys are going for it. You know, like, I don't, it blows me away that they're, that, that they're not capitalizing. And I hear this from, from people that are like, no, nobody wants to see that or whatever. I'm just like, what are you talking about? That's the no, a that's Saturday a no brainer. Triple crowns. I stop whatever I'm doing wherever I'm at to tune in to watch the, the LCQ. Yeah, like it's as, it's as easy as the Nets. Everybody, the Nets were fantastic. So, anyways, go on. Anyway, so yeah, I think two full points paying main events would be good. Get the LCQs in there. No heat races. Just have them qualify like a triple crown. Be a good event. Um, and lastly, something that you went on about a long time ago when it started. It looks like this topic might come up in a couple more weeks if things continue as it is. It's a, kind of a chase style, re-racking the gate, because quite honestly, if Web wins one or more of these things, it's going to get kind of boring, even though nah, this year started I, I, off so good. No, I'm not there yet with you. Um, it's 13 down. Roxon and Marvin have not won a race, and you got to think they will soon. Um, no, I don't you know, I'm hoping Webb has a problem now. Say that <laughs> it's it's still close, man. Anton, it's still close. Like I know Webb has it's five still wins, really but close. you know, yeah, it's still really close, and and it's totally unknown of what could happen. You know, this is the most races in a 450 career Cooper's ever done straight. Uh, who knows, like what the question mark on Marvin and Ken is, and then Eli's, you know, a, a wild card at this point. There's really not a big need for that yet. If it was a blowout year, kind of like the Dungy era or something like that, where it was just like, oh, God, we're at this point and it's already over, then I would say, yeah. But um, also, like, All right, we me, need to come up with Let me ask life. you this question. What's the chance that he clinches it up at least a race or two earlier? I, I still, honestly, I think we're still all pretty much in surprise that he's leading the championship at this point at all. So it's a little hard to be like, well, yeah, he, the way that this is going, he'll clinch it by X round. I'm with Anton in in, in that too. It's totally unknown. Um, I hope you're right. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Jonesy. Thanks guys. Thanks. See you at the Oriental theater Friday night before Denver, Denver and the space in Vegas. Maybe Anton will show up at the space. Uh, Probably not. I left him tickets last year. He never Uh, showed up. That wasn't that. Well, I, I left you tickets. You didn't one. show. You didn't I came show. To the Anaheim one. You did. That's true. Good point. Uh, hey, Anton, thank you for uh, going to Atlanta for pulpmex.com. Good work on all hey, the. Thanks for letting me go. All your I had stuff. A lot of fun. And uh, and we'll get you to another one maybe here before the end of the year. Um, why don't you? Cover- I think I'm going to almost every race except for Houston now. Oh, cool. Awesome. Oh, that's good to hear. Um, yeah. Thanks for your time today on the Fly Race and Moto 60 Show, bro. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'll uh, see you Saturday, buddy. Yep. See ya. That's Michael Antonovich, everybody. Fly Race and Motor 60 Show presented by Git, Pro Taper, and Maxis. Tits, thank you. Appreciate it. Sorry about uh, boning you on the uh, on the bike ride. I'll be the bigger man, and I will accept your apology, and we'll move on. Is Marks alive? Do we know? I, I texted him a few times during the show telling him how big of a mistake it was for me to actually be doing this. Yep. And I got one response asking if I was still alive, and they never got another response since okay. then. So, well... 
Maybe? Maybe I we'll mean, see you this it, Monday? It, 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 <laughs> if not, we'll see everybody next Thursday. Thanks for listening. Appreciate, appreciate it.